This morning we're starting with a passage um, of the Daily Reader, A Deep Breath of Life by Alan Cohen, and today is November 30th. Watch Your Bags is the title. When it comes time to do your own life, you either perpetuate your childhood or you stand on it and finally kick it out from under. Roselyn Brown. While peering over the edge of the airline counter, I noticed on the agent's keypad a long strip of paper displaying a question in bold letters. Are you carrying anything given to you by a stranger? The notice reminded the agent to ask each passenger this question. In compliance with stricter federal aviation measures to protect airlines from terrorism. As the agent uh, processed my ticket, I realized the question is a good one for all of us. Are you carrying anything given to you by a stranger? Are you unconsciously holding any ideas, beliefs, opinions, morals, judgments, intentions, or worldviews that you have adopted from others. Learning values from others is natural, but unless they serve you, they are dangerous. While our parents, teachers, and ministers taught us many valuable lessons, they also passed us various forms of fear and prejudice. My sixth grade teacher lived in fear of communism. When the Russians placed their Sputnik into orbit, Mr. Kraftchik inflicted a long diatribe on our class about how the Soviets could now place nuclear bombs in their satellites and drop them all over America. Since Mr. K was a wise teacher who uh, ostensibly knew so much more than I did, I accepted this fear projection and I became terrified. Although this man was a good teacher in many ways, he did great disservice to us little children by frightening us with his own insecurity. I adopted this nightmare and began to live in terror of nuclear war. When I later visited Russia, I I found warm and open-hearted people who had grown up fearing that people like me would drop bombs on them. If you are in pain or in fear, or have difficulty with dysfunctional patterns in a relationship or in financial areas, you may be carrying a bomb in your luggage. While you were, you were unaware at the time you accepted it, you know, now have the wisdom and power to remove it. Affirmation. Help me undo the illusions from my mind and heart. I pray to live in the world of love. I believe in the truth of God's presence, and I let all else go. The basis of innate adjusting is really finding our authentic self and serving from there. Not being Clarence Gonstead or uh, B.J. Palmer or D.D. Palmer or Pasquale Sarasoli or Clay Thompson, but really and truly being our authentic self. And it's not always easy, and it's not always fun. I'm going to say that right now, because some of those things we've put on the back burner because we're uncomfortable facing them head on. 
And I've talked about many of them on this podcast. Go back and listen to them. But truly finding who we are authentically. And if we think of Christ, Jesus, he was authentically himself. All the readings we do, we don't know much about his childhood, but he was truly himself and never wavered. You know, working towards being our truly authentic being, never wavering from that, knowing who we are, comes from finding those labels that have been put on us by others. You're not enough. You'll never do that. Whatever it might be. And I told the story about the Lamborghini with me. I'll tell it again quickly. And it must have been a day I drove my mother crazy. It was the time the Lamborghini Countach came out. And I said I wanted one so badly. And my mother, you know, being a parent right now, I realized how these things can come out so easily. Ah, those are pipe dreams. Whatever. Clean your room or whatever she told me to do. And that stuck with me. And then I had a man who I was mentoring. He was helping me build my uh, a house, a remodel, a 100-year-old house, actually. And uh, he said, hey, why don't you drive a Lamborghini? And I said, oh, I'll never have one of those, blah, blah, blah. And I was repeating those words I heard when I was a little boy. And he said, hey, that is just so outside of your norm. And I said, you know, it is. Where did that come from? And I remembered the moment. I remembered the moment. And I let it go. And the next day, Lamborghini at Palm Beach called me and asked me if I wanted to drive Lamborghinis all day. Me and my wife, and they bought me lunch at the Four Seasons, which my wife and I love to go to. So my wife drove that Lamborghini like she was in a race at the you know, Rolex 500, and, uh, which was awesome. I tried to do the same. Um, and uh, I realized I don't really want a Lamborghini. I'd rather drive somebody else's. I want room for my kids to play in and bring their sports equipment. That is much more value to me in life. So I found my value, but I also found restriction where I was. There's so many of them I've had in my life that I try and label for a moment. Where did that come from? What are those words? Why did I just say that to my child even? And then I'll even talk to them through it. And because what I said was an inadequacy of myself and projecting it upon them. And that's not fair to them. Even for them of just constantly saying, good job, or you're doing great, some of that stuff is incongruent, really. Well, you can do better. This isn't your best work, right? Pushing them a little bit more instead of just trying to butter their bread. Because that does nothing for learning, even for myself. And, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a, very often I'm a paid public speaker at a lot of different places. And, uh, you know, I ask for feedback from close friends very often. Oh, you did great. I loved it. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, that's not really feedback. But then there are people that will tell me the truth. And I want to hear the little bits or where I went off track. And maybe I left a story hanging or you know, what have you, what have you, whoever, whatever it was. Those are the things that I want to know. How can I improve? How can I do better? I was at my friend's house in Miami and his daughter was doing gymnastics and uh, she, and we went to see her at uh, Disney Springs. I think we all went down to Disney Springs and she was about 12 or 13. And she said, you know, how did I do? How did I do? 
everyone was like, oh, you did so good. Grandma was there and everybody's praising her. And I said, you know, maybe a little bit more practice on your landings for some of the things that you did. And I could see where you stumbled a little bit. And she goes, really? Okay, I remember that point. I'm going to practice that a little bit better next time. That's what she was really looking for at 13. She wanted to do better next time. She just didn't want her ego stroked, right? And that was before I had children. But I realized that's what very often, if you're not looking for that, and your friends aren't giving you that, then are they truly being authentic with you? And it's not always easy to tell the truth. And maybe the timing isn't right all the time if we just blurt it out to people. There are some social constructs with that. But truly being loving is really telling the truth. You did well, but maybe you could do a little bit better. I had to talk with Bianca about that this morning. She said, what if I really did my best and I got a really bad grade? And then I asked, really, do you think you did your best? Maybe at taking the test you did your best, but did you prepare your best going into the test? And, you know, for an eight-year-old, she had, I could see the light bulb come on to her head. Oh, I understand that a little bit better. I did my best on the test at the moment, but the preparation to the test, I could have done a lot better. And I think about that because that's myself. How do I prepare for a moment? How do I prepare myself coming in for the day to serve people? We get on the the 49 breaths at DE at 7 a.m. I don't do it every day. I have to say, I can do that more. I can prepare a little bit better. I take the time and I meditate first thing in the morning. Part of my meditation is also making breakfast for my family. And then I usually have a moment or two to myself before my kids come downstairs to do a little bit more of my preparation. And then coming into the office doing this, we do readings to get grounded in a spiritual way to serve and also have abundance philosophy to allow the abundance of the universe to come to us. We have to be in balance in service and receiving. All those preparations are important for us. And it's not about adding more. It's really about shedding the garbage we've accumulated. So that's what is on the heart today. Amy asked, why don't we do the reading for this morning and how poignant it was because it was perfect for today's podcast. We haven't done one of these in a little while. I haven't felt inspired because we've been preparing for innate adjusting in Kansas City. I've put all my efforts into that. I have, uh, that's December 3rd, Jan- uh, excuse me, February 4th in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, thank you, uh, is uh, innate adjusting as well. And uh, so I'm preparing for those things. But today we're inspired. Spire- inspired means to bring in spirit. And today we allow spirit to come and serve through us, to serve through our mouth, to serve the work by the words we say, by the things we see and bring the words into our ears for the people that we can help. Through our hands, in service and chiropractic, and how we can help people transform their lives for the better. And I think every adjustment, and I know every adjustment, brings them closer to their own spirituality. Yesterday's podcast on uh, Synapse Philosophy, that's our chiropractic philosophy uh, podcast, That's what D.D. Palmer was talking about, and that's what we talked about. So that is how powerful that is. 
And uh, so join that podcast. Share this with other people, and we'll transform the world together. Amen. Have a beautiful day. God bless you.